up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network at 8 p.m. Central. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily new Cowboys articles up there, and we've got you covered. Even today, we had a lot of information on the James Washington injury in case you want to check it out. But also, that's what we will discuss tonight on the show. So stay tuned and, of course, hit the like button and share the stream. Let's get right into it. Today was all about James Washington. He suffered a foot injury right away. It sounded like it was serious. He was carted off the field over there on Oxnard. He's now headed to Dallas for surgery already. Right after practice, Jerry Jones came out and said that he was concerned about the injury. And Adam Schefter was quick to report that the expectation, or more than the expectation, the concern for the Cowboys was that it was a quote-unquote Jones fracture. Now, I didn't know what that was either. Maybe some of you did. A fifth metatarsal uh, fracture. That's what happened to James Washington. And the timetable for it is already out. Some people are saying 10 weeks. It might be a timetable between 6 and 10 weeks, weeks, depending on how the surgery goes. We'll get into some of those details in just a few moments here on the show. But it's a tough blow for the offense and, and really a tough blow for training camp. It was the first day of, you know, getting the pads on for one of the most exciting battles this training camp, the battle for wide receiver three or wide receiver two while Michael Gallup returns from injury. So my question for me to you guys is, what's one word? Let me know in the chat. What is one word to describe Jones, the, uh, James Washington's getting injured in camp? Just your reaction, one word. Let me know in the comments. I've got mine already. I've got mine lined up. It was a tough blow, man. See ya, says, what's the matter? Professor O says, sigh. Expected, says Adam Robbins. I'd say that's maybe a, I don't know if I expected it specifically for James Washington, but maybe it's like a reality check. I don't know if that's what Adam means, or maybe he does mean it specifically for James Washington. Tommy with the disappointed Parsons Diggs defense is disappointed as well. Arthur just says, help. Wow, says Kevin Knight. The F word from Bruce, ouch. <laughs> yeah, man. I think these uh, letdowns is Todd Houston. I like that one, letdown. I went with deflating. That's my word for this one, deflating. Just because, you know, you start getting excited about training camp. You start getting excited about pads coming on. Everything's looking up. And just, just last night, And I don't want to say that I jinxed it because I don't feel like I did. But just last night, we were talking about some of these battles. And we were talking about how, unfortunately, in camp, many of them end up getting, you know, resolved by injuries. And we were talking about Matt Willetsko. That's why that came up. And now we saw that happen at wide receiver, which is a concerning position now for the Dallas Cowboys, even with CeeDee Lamb on the roster, even with him being capable of stepping up as the number one wide receiver of this team, we are now officially concerned about where the Cowboys stand at wide receiver. More on that later. Before we move on, though, from the actual injury, just a little bit more of additional information, I went back 
and looked at what Dr. Jeff Watson had to say about Derrick Henry's injury in 2021 because that was also a Jones fracture. Now, he's a running back, so maybe there are slight differences there, but he was talking about the injury in general, the procedure, the surgery, and he gave a lot of insight. And actually, before the reports were official and all of that, we were talking about it on adcsports.com slash Dallas. I put together an article with what that doctor had to say because he joined ADC Sports Nashville last season to discuss the same injury, but for Derrick Henry. And he provided, I believe, some interesting insight. I believe we can take a look at that to learn more about what's going on and what will go on with James Washington. So this is from the doctor uh, for potential recovery. He confesses that it can be somewhat of a gray area because traditionally the rehab for this injury was 10 weeks before getting a player back in that football field. This is, of course, if there is surgery because otherwise it's a long process that it's not applicable for athletes because I believe you need to spend like six weeks without even varying any weight on that foot and you know that is not going to happen in the nfl but anyways if you go with surgery could mean 10 weeks before getting a player back on the field however over the last five to ten years according to dr watson there have been players coming back in only five to six weeks but he does clear it up and says returning a guy on five weeks can be a little bit scary because of the risk of re-injury Overall, six to 10 weeks seems to be a fair timetable for Washington. Now, this was before it was actually reported that it was going to be 10 weeks. But once more, though, uh, there are some reports out there going with the hard number 10. But Todd Arker from ESPN did go, for example, with six to 10. So expect maybe a little bit of a fluid timetable there for, for Washington, specifically because it seems like the rehab time also has to do a lot with how big the incision is, for example, at the time of surgery. Because according, and this is another quote from Dr. Watson, this injury is more of a problem because of what it can turn into. And then it could not heal and then be a long-term problem. So you want to be careful with it. And speaking of what the surgery could look like, Dr. Watson described it as taking advantage of the bone, which is somewhat hollow, like a tube, and you're filling it up with a piece of metal, typically a solid screw in this procedure, to stabilize the fracture. And in Derek Henry's case, for example, he had to be, you know, they had to insert a screw, but also a metal plate. And that's why it could have taken Derek Henry a while longer. He was out for over 10 weeks. He suffered a, the, the foot injury in week eight versus the Colts, had 26 carries after suffering the injury and then came back for the Titans' divisional round matchup in the playoffs. Now, Tennessee did have the bye week, so maybe he could have returned earlier than that. But expect six to ten weeks for James Washington, and it might also depend on how, how desperate the Cowboys are to bring him back, if they are. Uh, let's see here. Parsons Diggs defense with the interesting question here. Mo, realistically, was he a guarantee to make the team, though? I would argue, yes. I argue, I would argue that, that James Washington could still make that initial 53-man roster because, I mean, it depends, of course, on the, on the timetable, but you're likely not going to, to put him on IR now. You're not likely to do that. 
because if you do so, you lose him for the entire season. So if the Cowboys believe that he can come back somewhat early in the season, he might he might be a part of the initial 53-man roster before all of the initial moves, you know? Don't rule that possibility out. I, I, Pre-injury, and we even had some fun with constant primetime watcher, uh, viewer, uh, Craig over at Facebook. I don't know if he's watching tonight, but we had some fun here on primetime because Craig always said that, that James Washington was not making the team. And I always thought him a little bit of a guarantee. And it was kind of getting backed up on training camp. So far, we were seeing a lot from James Washington out there. So yeah, I, I would say yes. I, I lean towards saying yes to that question from 7-Eleven there. Uh, Tammy says, time to call in a veteran free agent. And we will talk more about that in just a few moments here on the show. By the way, do me a favor, hit the like button and share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let's see some of your comments here. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, imagine if we just re-signed Malik Turner, says Professor O. Kevin Knight says, should have kept Coop. Hey, Cooper also, by the way, suffered an injury today in Brown's camp. Hopefully, it's not anything serious. Now, my Cowboys family, and this is the perfect transition for the next portion of this show. Now, we are very weak at wide receiver. More bad planning by the Joneses. And, of course, it's all, it always sucks to see an injury. Uh, you always want to be a little bit more prepared to have a little bit more depth. But we did talk a lot about the Cowboys taking a big risk on offense. And I, and I actually had a show on this a few weeks ago, but it was built around Jalen Tolbert because I thought that the biggest risk that the Cowboys were taking on offense was trusting Jalen Tolbert, a third-round rookie, so much. And as I have said constantly on this show, I like Tolbert. But at the end of the day, he is a day two rookie. And you just, you never know, right? And the Cowboys didn't seem too interested in building a lot of depth at the position. And now this is what it looks like in Dallas. You've got CeeDee Lamp, which is a good situation to be in as far as wide receiver one is concerned. Then you've got Tolbert after that. And then it gets a little bit ugly. There's Jalen Tolbert. There's Noah Brown. There's TJ Basher. Simi Fihoko. And I hate to, to, to mention him as well. But Kevontae Turpin. That's a tough blow for the Cowboys. Now, you've got, of course, the undrafted free agents as well. You've got Dennis Houston, who's actually brought up by Todd Cook here on the Facebook chat. You've got some other undrafted free agents or some other players fighting for those spots, trying to be a surprise uh, fifth member of the 53-man roster. But, I mean, I, I kind of know what you guys are going to say on the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat, where the question is, is that enough at a wide receiver? Yes or no? Dalton Schultz, says Professor O, is the number two, if we are being honest. And that's not good. If that is the case, that is just 
not a good spot to be in in August. It is not. James Washington is such a tough blow to lose him in training camp. Now, it, it sounds like maybe a, um, an exaggeration, but I do think there's some truth to, to what Matt Owen is saying on the, on the YouTube chat. I believe that Dalton Schultz is kind of your number two most important weapon right now on offense. You got to wonder if, say, the Cowboys do not go and, and sign a veteran free agent like all of us want them to. Assume that they don't for now. Assume that they play the conservative card and maybe they go out there and get a veteran free agent that isn't any of the free agents that you guys or I am thinking about. Could this lead towards the Cowboys finally fulfilling their promise of actually playing Tony Pollard a little bit more in this lot? I mean, I'm not saying that's the ideal situation, but it's gotten to that point in which you got to bring that question up as well. Are the Cowboys going to try to address a glaring hole at wide receiver with a running back? That wouldn't be ideal either, but that's just how their roster looks like right now. Because I got to tell you, I agree with every single one of you who said no on the chat on whether or not that was enough. It's the Cowboys have no excuse. Like, it's over. They do got to go out there and sign somebody. You cannot head into the season with this wide receiver room. I love C.D. Lamb. I am excited about Jalen Tolbert. But if you are betting on any of the guys below them to be your number three wide receiver, Noah Brown, T.J. Basher, Simi Fihoko, Kevontae Turpin, Dennis Houston, whoever it is, that's just being optimistic, man. That's just being way too risky, especially when you're going to face some of the top offenses early in the season and you will need to put some points up on the board. You've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals. It would be a foolish bet to go into week one with the wide receiver room as is today. I don't think they will. I, I have hopes that they will actually go out there and get somebody, whether it's via free agency or whether it's via a trade. But I, I refuse to believe this is what the Cowboys wide receiver room will look like in week one. And then again, you never know with this front office, so you cannot, you cannot rule that out, right? But there is no excuse for Dallas. You talk about the Eagles building a roster and and depending on Jalen Hurts to be a threat in the NFC East, right now I'm still leaning towards the Cowboys winning the division. But this wide receiver room looks so, so bad at this moment that I am actually legitimately concerned for the offense. I am. And it's not to say that James Washington was really that good, but it was another option for Dallas, right? Especially, especially in a league in which you're playing 11 personnel first and foremost. You don't need three wide receivers, three quality wide receivers anymore. You actually need four of them. So the Cowboys are on dangerous, dangerous territory right now, I would say. Now, who can they get? And we'll talk about that in a few moments, in a few seconds here on the show. Crazy Conation says, let's be real. After you get rid of Amari Cooper, you are done. 
Now, I, I believe that the Cowboys should have kept Cooper back when, when, they, when they released him, when they traded him, excuse me. But I will say that I, I didn't feel like the Cowboys were done at wide receiver. I didn't feel like they were going to have a bad unit. I was frustrated because I thought it could have been one of the best units in the league. And now it wasn't all of a sudden. But I also don't think that it was in a spot in which I, I looked at the position and said, I am greatly concerned about it. And now I am. Now I, I legitimately am concerned about the position. I like this idea from Professor O, and I actually had not thought about it. And I, I don't think many people have. I don't, many people have brought this up. I like this. Professor O says, Tampa, what do you want for Scotty Miller? You know, he's Pitster. They've got some guys over there in Tampa already. Mike Evans, Russell Gage, uh, Julio Jones. We talked about uh, Godwin, of course. Hey, Scotty Miller might be a, a maybe a, like a, a role player on a specific role, but maybe you can get him for, for cheap compensation. Billy Bailey says, on the flip side, is Odell Beckham still available? Just a thought. Hey, he actually is. And let's move on to that. Let's, let's talk about some of the wide receivers that the Cowboys could target in free agency. Of course, these are not all of them, but some of the most discussed by Cowboys Nation. Will Fuller is the number one guy in Cowboys Nation's radar, I feel like, from fans. And it makes sense. It makes sense because he's a player that can be a deep threat, like the Cowboys were hoping James Washington was. And I actually was comparing, you know, yards per reception for between Fuller and Washington. And they pretty much line up exactly the same. They, 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 they rank statistically almost the exact same between each other, Washington and, and Fuller do. But of course, Will Fuller comes with a lot of, you know, injury concerns. Is he healthy? Is he ready to go? And how durable will he actually be? But right now, are you really that concerned about it? Because Michael Gallup will come back. And James Washington might even come back. It will suck that he won't have training camp to prepare on this offense. That, that will majorly suck. And it might limit his upside within the Dallas Cowboys. But he will come back. So if, if your number one concern is how long will, will Fuller last during the regular season, I am willing to take that bet. I am willing to make that bet any day of the week. If he lasts eight weeks, seven weeks, so be it. I am hoping Gallup and, and you know, Fuller return. But out of those who are available, he makes a lot of sense, especially because he fits what the Cowboys wanted to do already with James Washington. There are some differences, for sure. But, you know, more, more or less along those same lines. Now, OBJ, OBJ would have to be like a compliment for these Cowboys uh, offense, I just added him because, you know, he's the big name that people also want to talk about. But OBJ will not be ready for the regular season <clears throat> for week one at least. But OBJ is still a guy that, you know, if he's chip and he's looking for a one-year contract once more, man, if this Cowboys team was run like we 
would like it to be run. I would like to see them bring in, say, Will Fuller and OBJ at the same time or Cole Beasley and OBJ at the same time or whatever you want it to be, right? And then Cole Beasley, you know, he, he put that tweet out. He's in our minds because of it. But he wouldn't be a direct replacement for James Washington. The Cowboys would have to adapt uh, and forget about the pettiness side of things, whether or not the Cowboys would make it happen um, because of the way that he left the team back then. Well, the Cowboys, of course, didn't didn't want to pay him. Uh, I didn't mean it like he left in uh, because he wanted to. But Cole Beasley is a very solid option at a wide receiver that you would need to adjust your plans for but at least you're getting a player and see there are, there are more options. These are not all of them, of course, but the one thing that I would like for the Cowboys, if they sign a better and free agent is to go by who is the better player. I know it's training camp. I know it's late. You, you know, the offense is installed. Of course, you're going to adjust it. You're going to make adjustments throughout the entire season, but whoever you bring in, let it be because he's the best wide receiver available in the market. Don't just sign Will Fuller because he is the most James Washington-like player. Bring in whoever's best in it just to offense to that, especially when you've got Jalen Tolbert who can play inside or outside. And the same goes for CeeDee Lamb, right? So if you think that Cole Beasley is the best out of this group, for the team, bring him in and let him play in this lot and then adjust the rest of your offense. Uh, that's what I would like to see from the Cowboys if they do sign a wide receiver because I am hoping that they pull the trigger and get this done because I, I don't want them to head into the season with the wide receiver group that they have right now. Let's see. Let's see some of your comments here. Iceberg Slim says, Will Fuller for me. Hector says Jones will probably get outbid by three dollars for Fuller. Oh man, I, I I don't. I see I see why you why you feel that way, Hector. I, I will not disagree with that. Bruce says Jerry said it's petty season to Jimmy, so Beasley is not coming back. Oh man, yeah, th those Jimmy Johnson quotes were bad from from Jerry Jones. You know, it, they were bad. They going to wait, says Jared, until the third preseason game to address the wide receiver position. That's the other thing that I would ask of them. Be proactive. Don't wait until, until the third week of the preseason. Labiska Chenault says, Professor O shouldn't cost a ton in a trade. The Jaguars got a lot of wide receivers this offseason, so it would make sense for them to get rid of one of them if, if there's some compensation on the other side. I wouldn't hate it. Labiska Chenault, I mean, give me that move if... if the Jacks are in for that one. And I know some people have been pushing for Chenault since before the NFL draft, actually. Some of your comments here over at Facebook says, Cortis Hill, OBJ will tear the team, this team apart. I wouldn't even consider him as an option. I would argue, though, and I know that OBJ has this fame of being this, uh, you know, cancer in the locker room or whatever you want to, to call it. But... You know, we just saw it work out for the LA Rams. And what I was most impressed by when OBJ signed with the LA Rams was the whole way that the Rams were, were recruiting OBJ. 
players in the NFL wouldn't be recruiting OBJ like they did if they truly felt like OBJ was who a lot of people in the media wanted us to believe he was. And I'm not saying that he is the, the most coachable, likable player out there in the league. But I think that the Cowboys could handle it, honestly. I don't think that he would come in and, and tear the team apart. Lauren Michael says, Basher, Fry Fogel, and Houston are good enough. Man, Lauren, I, I, I love the optimism. I just, I don't agree with it. Two of those guys are undrafted free agents. TJ Basher, you know, has virtually no regular season experience. I don't like that group. I mean, I know that there are a lot of players that on uh, that that make it big as undrafted free agents and unproven players. I love that. That's why we love sports. But that's just not the way how you build an offense in the NFL. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't be for that. What about trading with the Saints for Michael Thomas? Says Joe. I would be surprised if he was available, but maybe after, you know, injuries and all of that, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It would be expensive, I believe, to get Michael Thomas because it appears that he is indeed ready to go this time around. Someone mentioned Deontay Johnson, by the way. Uh, I will not be able to find the comment, but uh, earlier on the show, someone mentioned Deontay Johnson from the Steelers, who is basically holding in right now. Uh, in Pittsburgh's camp. I don't think that the Cowboys will be interested in Johnson though, because he will be looking for that long-term contract. He's actually holding in because of guarantees in his contract rather than the annual average value per year, uh, annual, val annual average value per year, excuse me. Um, so I don't think that the Cowboys would be interested in looking for Deontay Johnson. They would, it, it would need to be a short-term solution, a veteran, uh, T.Y. Hilton, smart player. He could pick up the offense right away, I believe. Uh, and it, once again, there are durability questions with T.Y. Hilton, but do you care a lot about them? No, I, I would argue not. You're, whoever you bring in at this point is not likely to have a lot of guaranteed money on his deal, is not likely to be a long-term commitment, you're likely taking a low-risk bet on any of these free agent wide receivers. If some of them, if one, if he gets injured week seven, week eight, I mean, bummer. But it shouldn't deter the Cowboys from winning the NFC East and making it to the playoffs, maybe. And maybe even winning in the playoffs. So, yeah, I would like T.Y. Hilton. Patrick Burke says John Ross. John Ross is an interesting one. I hadn't thought about it. Uh, you know, another deep threat player for sure. What's happened with John Ross as of late? Remains a free agent. Could be. I don't know what his status is health-wise, though. I uh, would need to double-check that one. But John Ross, I wouldn't mind that one. Billy says, we also more than likely don't need whoever we, we bring in for the entire season. Exactly. That's where I'm at, at least. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this is not it. This group right now, man, it is not it. You need at least one more name in there, <laughs> if not more, honestly. But Lamb, Tolbert 
are your top two wide receivers right now. And then Noah Brown, TJ Basher, Simi Fehoko, Kevontae Turpin, and some of the undrafted free agents mentioned by you guys in the chat. Tough spot to be in, I would say. But the Cowboys have no excuse. Tyler Lockett could could very as uh, you know could very well be an option as well. I am all for for targeting a Tyler Lockett move. Don't know how expensive it would be, but yeah, I could get behind that as well. As creative or not as it is, just go get somebody. That is not your group. There is no excuse anymore after losing out on James Washington. If this Cowboys front office decides to go into the season with this group of players, unless James Washington comes back week two or week three, and the same for, for Michael Gallup, uh, surprising us all with the timetables, I wouldn't get it. I really wouldn't understand it. But anyways, before we get out of here, guys, uh, a couple of additional notes for you guys from training camp. I will just go with two of them. Number one, uh, and these are both act from the presser, actually, more than the actual practice. But Tyler Smith will zero in at left guard. I love that by the Cowboys. Uh, I love that they were, you know, trying him out at tackle and guard. But today, Mike McCarthy talked about how it could affect him. And, and he said, maybe just focusing on the one spot and having that solid foundation can benefit his flexibility moving forward. And I believe he is right. If the plan is for Tyler Smith to play at guard in 2022, let him focus on that on training camp and, and quit moving him around like they did in mini camp and during the OTAs as well. So that will happen. Tyler Smith, the rookie, zeroing in at left guard. Be on the lookout for how the rotation between him and Connor McGovern evolves as training camp continues, because on the opening week, we saw both getting first-team reps. Will that change? Will first-team reps, uh, will Tyler Smith's share of first-team reps increase or decrease? Uh, let's be on the lookout for that. And one more thing, Jake Ferguson receiving great praise from Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy said that he's one of the players that, that he believes can shine when the pads come on. So today they came on. And he talked a lot about his intelligence, how bright he was, and how he was a player that can play multiple positions. I was interested by that. Art was going to utilize Jake Ferguson in creative ways. And he praised, you know, just his blocking overall and his understanding of assignments for the Cowboys offense. Before we move on, some more of your comments, and then we'll get out of here. Let's see. Patrick Burke. I wonder if the Panthers would let go of Robbie Anderson for a second or third day pick. I would love Robbie Anderson, to be honest. And, you know, I think that the, the storylines on him not wanting Baker Mayfield with the Panthers are a little bit overblown. But, yeah, I would like, I would like Robbie Anderson in Dallas. I would be for it. Watch out, says Adam, for the return of Beasley. Hey, <coughs> honestly, I would like it. Honestly, I would I would actually like it. Uh, what's the matter? Says of the big names we've been talking about, what are the price tags? Can Ty be had for three million or is it ten million? I I think that they're on the lower end. I don't think that any of these players is likely to sign for for a number like ten million dollars, even less so for for Ty Hilton. 
I believe the number would be closer to the first figure that you're referring to, what's matter, than the second one. So, yeah, I would think it would be on the lower end of things. And not a lot of guaranteed money, maybe. And at this stage, you can also make it a very incentive-heavy kind of contract, I guess. Hopefully, they go out there and they get somebody. And hopefully, they do it fast because, man, that's it's getting... It's getting concerning, the wide receiver group is. But anyways, do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about Primetime. I am streaming live every Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, here on Dallas, on the Man Sports Talk Network. Skywalker Seal is with you every morning, and you can check out new Cowboys articles every single day on adcsports.com slash Dallas. So make sure you check that out. It's going to be a strong week as the Cowboys continue with pads. They're kicking every day, apparently, by the way. Jonathan Garibay versus Lirim Hairulahu. It's going to be a fun battle. Sounds like Lirim won it today. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Bye-bye.